Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we are hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Twinings of London Winter Spice Herbal Tea. Create a relaxing moment with winter spice tea, blended with chamomile blossoms and the flavors of crisp apples, cinnamon, cardamom, and cloves. This herbal tea is sure to warm you with its smooth taste and slightly sweet aroma. So sit back with your cup of tea and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning. Another warm teacup welcome to those listening in with us today. We are officially in year two of Tea Time with Tommy. And in year two, we're going to continue through the book of Ruth as we look to find encouragement in the middle of the in and out reigns of the week. We looked at the first four verses last week of chapter two. So today we'll begin reading in verse five. Again, Ruth chapter two. We'll begin reading in verse five and we'll read down through verse 12. So I hope that you've got something warm to drink, a nice cup of tea and your Bible out and we're able to spend just a few minutes looking at these verses and what Ruth has to teach us today, what the Lord has to teach us today through the book of Ruth. Again, beginning in verse 5 of chapter 2. Then Boaz said to his servant, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? And so the servant, who was in charge of the reapers, answered and said, It is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. And then Boaz said to Ruth, You will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close by, my young woman. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap, and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. And so she fell on her face and bowed down to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. We touched on this briefly, but I want to uh, look at it again as we see the humility displayed by Ruth. She takes such an initiative, but she isn't presumptuous in anything. Even in the way that she uh, came behind and and was gleaning, uh, again there in verse 7, and the servants report to Boaz of how she approached them that morning. Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. She doesn't come haughty. She doesn't come uh, demanding a handout. There's no uh, presumption that uh, she even has the right uh, to glean, even though, as we've already discussed, that is a right under Moses' law uh, from Yahweh himself. But all she wants to do is gather up those leftovers after the reapers are done, and she even asks permission to do that. What humility. 
For us, we can also be reminded of another Gentile woman who came to Jesus in humility. In Matthew chapter 15, uh, in verses 21 through 28, uh, her words to Christ were, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And to which Christ responded that her faith is great. Let it be done for you as you want. The thing these two women uh, had in common is to show us how to take that initiative, but to do it with uh, meekness, humility. I believe there's a tremendous lesson that can be learned uh, right there in those just those the way things were approached. Ruth also demonstrates to us uh, what an amazing worker that she was. Verse seven continues to say that. So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she has rested a little in the house. Now, uh, and we haven't read yet, but down in verse 17, it goes to far as to say is that she gleaned until evening, and then before she quit, she beat out what she gleaned, she measured it, and then that is what she took home to Naomi. So certainly we can be encouraged by seeing the character of Ruth and how not only does she take initiative and humility to care for her mother-in-law and that humble spirit, that meekness that she shows by not putting herself forward, but also that she's a hard worker from sunup to sundown, that uh, she understands the importance of putting in the effort, if you will. And of course, as we previously, previously mentioned, there's something else that certainly applies to Ruth. Do you see the merciful providence behind all of this? Again, I think it was last week that I mentioned uh, in verse 3, uh, we read how she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. She happened to come to the field. Well, later on, we're going to see Naomi, and she's going to give her own uh, <laughs> theology of God's sovereignty in all of this. Uh, the merciful providence of God as he guides Ruth, even as she gleans. Ruth just happened to come to Boaz's field because it is God who is gracious, it is God who is sovereign, even when he's silent. Proverbs 16, 9 reminds us, a man's mind plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Now, when Boaz approaches Ruth, and he shows uh, her great kindness, even though she is a foreigner. Uh, he provides food by telling her to work in his field and to stay close behind his maidens. And he also provides protection because he's told the men to leave her alone. And he provides for her thirst by telling her to drink from what the men have drawn. So all of Boaz's wealth and godliness begin to turn uh, for Ruth's favor and for Ruth's welfare. But I think as we focus today, just, just let me hit home with this. As we look to verses uh, 10 through 13, Ruth raises a very important question that turns out to truly be profound. It's a question that can be asked of God by all of us. Because there's, uh, the, is there anything in our life that is more important than the answer that we would get? Again, verse 10 so she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? We are foreigners. Ruth knew that she was that Moabitess. 
she, from the natural viewpoint, and certainly in those days, she already had two strikes against her. But what we have to see here is that it's not something she's resented. It's something she's accepted. As that non-Israelite, she doesn't expect any special treatment. And her response to Boaz's kindness is one of astonishment. Is that not our response to a God who loves us in spite of ourselves? Ruth's very different from, unfortunately, too many people today. There are those today who expect kindness and are astonished and resentful if they don't get their way. But Ruth expresses her sense of unworthiness by falling on her face and bowing to the ground. I wonder if you've ever noticed, and I've really thought about this, you know, proud people avoid saying thank you. But humble people are made even more humble when they're treated with grace. Grace is not something that's intended to lift us out of our lowliness. Grace is intended to bring us happiness and joyfulness only in God. Boaz tells in verse 12, God is really the one who's been rewarding Ruth for her love to Naomi. Boaz is simply the instrument of God. Notice again, the Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. Notice those words. This verse is not encouraging us to picture Ruth as an employee in God's uh, work and he's, she's providing that needed labor. No, that's not what this verse wants us to realize. What we see is that God's will, to, God's reward toward Ruth is because of his grace, because of her seeking refuge in him. John Piper points out uh, that this is a common theme in the Old Testament. He writes that, for example, in Psalm 57, 1, where it says, Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for in thee my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of thy wings I will take refuge. Well, the word for, be merciful to me, for in thee my soul takes refuge. Well, why should God show mercy to Ruth? Well, Ruth has sought refuge in God. She has counted his protection better than anyone else's protection. She has set her heart to God for her hope and for her joy. And when a person does that, God will be found merciful. Hear these words of encouragement. If you plead God's value as the source of your hope, instead of pleading your value as the source of God's hope, claiming refuge in Christ, his unwavering commitment will engage all his heart for your joy and protection. You know, I said this a couple of Sundays ago, and it very much applies. Everything is about God. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. Where are you seeking your refuge? When life presents obstacles or hardships, are you seeking refuge in God as your source of hope? 
Allow the story of Ruth to be a heartfelt reminder that the merciful providence of God is always guiding those he loves and has called his own. Continue to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. We look forward to spending time with you next week, but until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.